Welcome, everybody, to so many shows.com. This is our podcast feed, and we're doing a very special episode this evening devoted to the nostalgia of the 80s in the Netflix original Stranger Things. I'm here with a special panel of guests who have all have an appreciation for the 80s, each in a different way and, and from a, a, a different perspective. So we want to talk tonight about different topics from the show, fashions, being at the mall, the pool, so many different aspects that really stood out in the 80s and were very unique to the 80s and just talk about our different experiences. We're all different ages, so we have a little bit different perspective and can relate to some of the different characters. We also have someone who was not even born in the 80s. I hope that's okay to say. (laughs) Um, We have my friend Jack here with us who was a background actor in the show. So while he was not there live in the 80s, he was very much involved in recreating that look and that feel of the 80s. So we're excited about getting his perspective on what that felt like um, for someone who wasn't actually there. We can kind of compare notes. So let's just start out with some brief introductions. I have Paul. Uh, Many of you may know Paul from Daily Review. He does podcasting for a lot of different shows. Paul, just tell us briefly kind of where you were in 1985, and welcome. Well, in 1985, I was probably at the pool, the community pool that we had in Mm -hmm. Edwardsville, Illinois. Um, Yeah, uh, listening to, I think the song of the the summer was Shout by Tears for Fears. Ah, I might might be off a year, but, you know, I I think it's right in there. I think it was on. It was the every other song played at the pool was shout. Nice. <laughs> My tears for and him. A, yeah. And about how old were you, Paul, in uh, 1985? I would be eight. Okay, so you're kind of more in the Erica Sinclair range. Eight only age-wise, yes. <laughs> only age-wise, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll find out a lot more about that coming soon. Sharon, tell us a little bit about where you were in 1985. Well, I was about 15, and I was in rural North Carolina, so didn't really have a community pool, just trying to navigate high school, basically. Okay, there you go. Well, I'm Tracy, and I was 14 uh, in the summer of 1985, and I have a lot of vivid memories, because I think probably from what you worked with, Jack, and from what you guys experienced, Sharon... And Paul, it was a very colorful time period. So I think it's easy to have memories because yeah. it, it was literally colorful and then just everything that was going on, the trends. I, I think that's, for me anyway, that's kind of a good description of the period. So Paul kind of answered this question. I'm curious, um, Sharon and uh, Jack, you can kind of compare with what you where you think you would have been in 1985. I was just going to run a quick poll whether you think you would be um, playing Dungeons and Dragons um, at the pool, at the mall, or either watching a movie or TV. So, Sharon, where would you? Which one of those um, would be most representative for you? Probably not. I was probably at home reading <laughs> a book. That's sad. But... <laughs> Have we met Susie? 
<laughs> well, and I mean, you know, the nearest mall is like a half hour away. So yeah, yeah I would yeah. be at home reading. <laughs> okay. That's a good choice as well. All right. And and Jack, if you were back in 1985, where do you think you would have been hanging out? I probably would have been at the pool. I go to the pool a lot. Like, now, yeah, so I probably would have been at the pool. <laughs> okay. Pool's a good choice. Yeah. And uh, Paul, is that pretty solid answer for you still, the pool, or is there something else in that list? Um, a mix of TV and pool, yeah. Because um, okay. our place was sort of in the country, so we had to go, you know, make an effort to get to the pool. So, mm-hmm. but, the, but, but since we were in the country and in the 80s, it's not like TV was like this, the fountain that it is today. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. Bas- basically had PBS. And two other channels. Okay. Yes, I remember <laughs> and you those had to days. get up to change the channels. <laughs> you definitely yes. did. Yeah. Although I do remember, and Jack, you'll probably laugh at this. The first cable box, but it was wired. It actually had a cord that connected to the TV, so you could bring it like across the room onto the couch, but it was still connected. And it was like this little panel of three rows, and you flipped a switch or picked a button uh, for what channel you wanted to watch. So I actually probably sounds crazy. Of that. Weird. That's crazy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. All righty. Well, I sent um, all of our panelists a picture, a photograph of me from 1985 before the podcast tonight, just kind of to give us a warm-up and just wanted to talk about a couple of things and get us warmed up for our conversation about the 1980s. So in that photograph, you may not have noticed because you probably looked at it on your phone or something, which would have never happened, obviously, in 1985. There's a little hole. There's a, you can see the little indentation of a hole in the top of the picture. Uh, Paul or Sharon, or Jack, feel free to make a guess. What do you think that hole would have been for? Why would have there have been a hole through the photograph? Mm, push pin on corkboard. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So we had actual bulletin boards, or some people may have pinned it right into their wall. But, you know, I was just it got me thinking about... Pinterest, well, Pinterest, where did it come from? A pin board. Well, we actually had those. We did actually pin things literally to a board um, or to the wall. Um, so that jumped out at me. Also, the background in the photo was pretty dark. Did anybody have that in their, their living room or den growing up? And what what was that? Do you have anything mm. of that, Sharon? The paneling? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have it in my class paneling. right now, actually. You do? <laughs> okay. Sometimes it never gets old. But yeah, we had, ours wasn't even real. Um, I'm sure lots of homes had the nice real wood paneling. And I think we see some of that in like Wheeler's um, house and probably at Dustin's as well. But ours, ours was kind of a a faux wood paneling. Did you have any of that, Paul, at your house? Yeah, we had some of that. Neighbors had that. Uh, I remember it kind of being at restaurants, uh, like these little saloon doors behind you kind of remind me of uh, of a restaurant. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, and if you, you, I didn't send this part, but if you flip the photo over, there is a date on there. And so that one actually says May 1985, but I don't think the photograph was actually from May 1985. Any guesses, uh, Jack, any guess why that would be? Um, because obviously it's on a film camera, so you have to get developed. Yep. Yep. And so depending on if you have a car or something of your own to go, or if you're old enough to drive and go get film developed, you're dependent upon your parents to uh, get that film developed. So I think that photograph I sent you guys may have been 
from my birthday, which is in January. So I, I yeah, do I know it was 1985. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the clothes, I was wearing yes, long yes. sleeves and stuff. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. My mom waited until May to get these pictures developed. I mean, that would just never fly these days. We're, we have things, you know, instantaneously sending yeah. your um, Instagram story, you know, right away. But Did you guys um, see that, that story where I guess somebody on Reddit had made this whole post about the, the dark yeah. room. Like, what yes. is this red yeah. room? Yes. <laughs> was that was that foreign to you, Jack? I mean, had you, had no, you heard of no, a dark room? My um, dad, I think, used to do photography when he was in high school. So I knew all about the dark room and okay. have them under light and everything for them to develop. And I'm actually a photographer as well, so it's pretty cool to learn about it. Oh, nice. Yes. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I like it. And so, I, yeah, I mean, I could really appreciate every time Nancy opened that door, I was just like, <laughs> oh, poor Jonathan, yeah. you know, uh-huh. messing up his work. So, and of course, there's some neon bright colors in the photo. I think my sister had her collar turned up, you know, just all those great fashion choices from the 80s, which we will get into more. So let's um, let's start out our first topic and Jack was in a lot of scenes at the mall. So let's talk about the mall. Anything, Paul, stand out to you that that you wanted to talk about in regard to the the typical 1980s mall? Well, my exposure to malls in the 80s proper was as a pretty young person. Like, um, mm-hmm. so at 87, I would have turned 10. Okay. So, so really... Like, mall time for me was more like the early 90s. Um, but that being said, um, I, I thought that the representation of the mall in Stranger Things was pretty dead on. I mean, in terms of, like, okay. amassing teenagers and the and sure. just, the, like, the carnival of, of activity happening. Mm-hmm. That, that seemed pretty close. Uh, now, I would say malls are, you know depressing and dangerous but, but back then, back then it's a lot different uh, yeah mm-hmm. it was it, it's different yeah how about you Sharon you said you were further away from the mall so how frequently did you get to go and was it a big deal um yeah it was a pretty big deal we didn't go a lot you know crowds don't like people kind of thing but um <laughs> but yeah no I mean it was a pretty good representation other than it was just so much bigger than what I remembered again being from a smaller place okay Okay. Yeah. Did you have any favorite stores when you did go? Uh, the record stores, of course. And, sure. You know, the bookstore, of course. <laughs> okay. Do you remember, did you all have Walden books at your mall? Yep, chair? we had Walden's. Yep. Yeah, we that did as well. Have you ever heard of Walden books, Jack, aside yes. from being in the show? Yes, I you have. have? <laughs> okay. I actually, I'm like a huge fan of the 80s, so like being like at the mall and everything is very cool, and like all the neon uh-huh. lights and everything. Okay. Cool. All the set okay. decorations on that was incredible. One thing that really uh, jumped out at me too were the, and I guess they're at, at all malls still nowadays, but the volume of plants and the big planters yeah. at the yeah. mall, you know, yeah. like this urban oasis or something <laughs> that, that they have going on um, in so many different places to sit and so forth. But I, I look back at some old pictures of the mall I went to growing up, which has since been demolished. But there were the big, tall, and this was in Virginia, but there were the big, tall, like, fake palm trees or whatever. So, yeah, I remember we probably went once every, it could be a week or every couple of weeks. Once I got to the point where my parents would drop us off by ourselves with, you know, with a friend, um, we, would, we would go as often as we could get there. So, 
But let's let's actually let's step back a little bit to the mall because you weren't a lot of those scenes, Jack. What what kinds of things stood out to you, or what what was the most fun about that recreation of a a 1980s mall? Well, I don't know. It made me like appreciate malls more because after <laughs> we filmed it at a dead mall, which is in what yeah. place, mm-hmm. and like there was no stores in there. There was like a Sears that was going out of business, and then there was the theme yeah. park that obviously transformed for the Starcourt as Starcourt Mall. Um, yeah, it just made me have like an appreciation for like other malls and like like everything's outside now or online. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but I appreciate like all like the set decorations, like I said, everything. Like stepping into the mall when we first filmed, like the very first Star Court scene was like insane. So many extras decked out and like colorful neon, all the lights and everything. It was crazy. Very yeah. Cool. Did they tell you to, um, I mean, what, what kind of direction did you get as far as, you know, acting at the mall? Like, were you supposed to seem really excited or really focused on one thing in particular? What kind of direction did you get? They would place us, like, they would have the assistant directors go and, like, place the extras and, like, which way that we wanted us to, like, walk. Like, if they want to walk in front of, like, the camera or, like, mm-hmm. walking inside the mall. So we had... We didn't really have too many directions when it was just like basic mall scenes, like I'm just uh, us just walking around. Okay. Uh, but we did have direction when like the lights went out in episode one, mm-hmm. like, went out, and we had to act scared and like look around. And mm-hmm. when we came back on, we had to be like, "Oh yay, it's on!" And just act like <laughs> obviously happening in Hawkins. And right, right. What about face. your What about your clothes? Did were any of those your own clothes, or did they dress you all? Um, we had to get pre-fitted for all of our clothes, so mm-hmm. we would go in, like, two weeks before filming and try on a ton of different 80s clothes, and it was very fun, actually, and we got paid to do it, and then they would pick <laughs> one they liked us in the most, and that's what we would wear. I tried bringing a few of my own pieces, but they were too, like, fall and wintry, so okay. I wore all their wardrobe but it was it was very cool fun what time of year were you filming um those scenes but we started filming stranger things three uh late april okay um early may and i think when we like first shot the mall scenes they were in early june okay so it was in the summer or summertime yeah yeah, and okay. then the pool scenes were, like, at the very beginning of May, so it was kind of cold, and we shot the first couple of pools. Oh, scenes. yeah. The water was still freezing. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. very cool. Now, you have a little bit longer hair, and I've seen your hair even longer. Did you kind of plan ahead of time for that, or did they ask you to wear your hair a certain way? Yeah, I think, like, two months before they started filming, they are like, attention, everyone, Stranger Things 3 is going to be filming again. Please, like, if you want to be considered to work on the show please grow out your hair and like i did not cut my hair at all uh uh-huh. and they ended up cut, shaping my hair into almost like a mullet halfway through like in june and july um, yeah. Which cool. <laughs> yeah i got like three or four haircuts with them so okay yeah. okay yeah now what kind of hair do were you rocking in the 80s there paul at that age any chance you had the will bowl cut um not the bowl uh <laughs> let's see at a, at, a, at let's see for a little while my mom cut my hair mm-hmm. as mom's will and then uh a movie called footloose came out yeah and, and i wanted to have kevin bacon's hair nice so, so then i had that hair until i would say High school when I decided to go full mullet. 
So yeah. Fantastic. So did you use any product to keep your hair all like crazy like Kevin Bacon's or was oh, did yeah. you just have the natural Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moose. It was definitely a moose uh, kind uh, of uh, situation. Yes. Moose was very big at that time. I remember now like the Paul Mitchell cans and uh yeah oh wow let's see this i just knew this would bring back tons of memories now sharon i think you um spent a fair amount of time on your hair would you like to talk about that yeah, well you know i had the perm in the back and the wings in the front so you know, <laughs> okay. standard whoa <laughs> standard mm-hmm. now how much time did that take it varied you know i'd probably get up about an hour before i have to leave just to make okay. sure everything's good so. <laughs> now the the trick at least in our neck of the woods for the wings was to actually curl your hair under and then brush back yes to get it yes. to really flow yep yeah so. that'll be it hot tip folks if you want to get that feathered look <laughs> so very nice um well let's talk a little bit we were talking a little bit about what jack had to wear in the show what were some of your favorite things to wear sharon what, what kinds of trends were popular with you i really i mean i just you know standard jeans and of course you know the polo with the collar flip and all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yep yeah okay what about you paul Which, whatever your mom gave you to wear pretty much <laughs> At that age. yeah 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 i mean that's kind of how i operate now mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know that i've uh, evolved much <laughs> funny let's talk about the length of those shorts though we saw the guys with the short shorts paul i mean was that was a thing right Didn't you, they were yeah shorter. it 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 was it was uh much later that the bermuda shorts kind of came mm-hmm. in and kind of stuck yeah. Uh, but yeah everyone wore just uh yeah more not not i didn't wear so much like um will or 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 Dustin, more like, more like Mike. <laughs> I just didn't have the giraffe legs to go along with. <laughs> he had some long <laughs> legs in the season. Yeah, and the short shorts made it even more obvious. So, yeah, yeah if they were trying to make him look any younger, I don't, I don't know that, that that part lent itself to that <laughs> or not. Because, yeah, quite, quite tall. Well, you mentioned the Bermuda shorts, Paul. Do you guys remember the jams? brand it was an actual brand of like shorts and swim trunks but then people in my area we just started using the term generically jams yeah. for long bright colored shorts. shorts yeah right yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you heard of jams jack i have not <laughs> <laughs> yeah so op was another popular brand oh, Ocean yeah. pacific yeah remember the, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. now yeah. we couldn't really afford like the ocean pacific the op clothes or the real jams so you know there was but there were a lot of knockoffs and so that 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 worked really well um have you heard of ocean pacific jack op I have, no <laughs> i know it's so uncultured but yeah yeah <laughs> we're not picking at you we're just curious because like i, I can't imagine you know course, yeah. yeah yeah okay um and uh, sharon uh, not so much you paul probably <laughs> the puppy sleeves you know, we had shoulder pads, but it was always just a little bit of yep. a puffy because it was um, gathered into almost a prairie puff. Even after we got past the 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 barb shirts that were kind of the prairie shirt, prairie style shirts, um, we see it some with Nancy, the little bit of gathering, a little bit of puff on the and sleeves. And the ruffles down the front. Yep. Yep. So, I'm, I mean, I'm honestly kind of glad when that sort of 
yeah. past that, that trend, but I, I was I was definitely there. I was definitely involved in that. So uh, fun fact, if you search hard enough on my Facebook, you'll probably find it. But I actually had Dustin's hair in sixth grade. So that would have been like 1983. <laughs> but I wanted to get a perm. Perms were popular, right? And I wanted the, the perms like the girls had in the magazines. Well, somehow the, the woman who did my hair layered it. So when you layer it, then you get a Ooh. just a big round, you know, Dustin style <laughs> perm. So um, I could have done a great cosplay back in the day of Dustin. But eventually I kind of pulled that. You know, if you brush it hard enough, you can kind of work your perm out. <laughs> if you really work at it and shampoo it, and, stuff. and I went to the to the straighter hair. But that was that was definitely an interesting look there in sixth grade. And what a terrible time to not be happy with your hair oh. going right into middle school. Ugh. So I survived. I survived. But um, okay, so let's let's talk about the pool, Jack. I, I noticed you on the screen at the pool immediately. I, I sent Jack a message. Hey, I see you at the Hawkins Community Pool, um, and you were actually like tagged as a lifeguard at the pool too, right? Yeah. On that poster. Yes. Okay. I think yes. it was Adam. Yes. I think was your name. I, I zoomed yes. in. Yes. So um, so were you always wearing the the red swim trunks then? Because you were a lifeguard. Is that right? Or did um, you switch it up? What's funny is the first day I was on set was for actually that photo shoot for the bulletin board. Um, okay. And I was wearing those red short, short lifeguard swim trunks. And then the <laughs> other days that I filmed, I just had mm -hmm. regular short, short swim trunks on with like no logo that said lifeguard or anything. Uh, so okay. I was like, oh, I'm just off duty these days. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to go to the pool and, yeah, be off yeah, duty for sure yeah, and have some fun. <laughs> so tell us about um, that scene where, you, um, if you guys go back and look, when Billy has been affected by the, what are we calling it? Are we calling it the Mind Flayer? Mind Flayer, What are we calling yeah. the monster this year? Okay. So he's, and I, I started calling him Philly, like faux Billy, Philly. Yeah. So, you know, something's off. We see something's off. He get, He's getting hot. His skin is breaking up and obviously something's wrong with him and sweating profusely and so forth he the light the bright lights bothering but anyways he walks he leaves i think it's when he's leaving his lifeguard stand and he bumps into you jack just give us an idea how many times because he's out of it you know and he just bumps right into you how many times did you have to film that um we filmed it about seven or eight different times because okay I dropped the cooler that I had and we had some malfunctions with the cooler like the cooler wouldn't float open when I dropped it so it'd be like oh cut we have to reset it uh, um what's funny about that scene is that scene originally wasn't written in the script for us to bump into each other or anyone oh uh, when we first shot it me and my friend Emily the girl that I was with that mm -hmm. also bumped into him we they just told us that he was like hallucinating and he would just be staggering through the crowd Okay. And so we were like, okay, cool. And when we first did it, we kind of like avoided him. Like, uh -huh. we into each other, but like we both avoided each other. And then they yelled cut and came over to us and we're like, hey, like we saw that you almost ran into him. Would you actually want to <laughs> run into him and like drop a cooler? And like, um, heck yes. Like, who would Sure. <laughs> uh, it was very cool. Then I had to have like a private rehearsal of like how hard me and Daker, the one who plays Billy, were going to uh -huh. hit each other. And okay. Yeah, it was it was a fun time, and we got paid nice. extra for it. So yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, very cool. Well, congratulations on that. That Thank was you. that Thank was you. that was really neat to be involved with that. So, Sharon and Paul, what kind of memories um, do you have of 
of going to the pool. Sharon, remind me, did you, you said there wasn't one right in your area, but was there? Not really. When I was much younger, like eight to 10, there was a pool we went to, but really uh-huh. when I was in high school, just really, we didn't. Okay. Okay. But Paul, you spent a fair amount of time at the pool. Yes. That's right. The, I believe it's called the Montclair pool. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I don't have any like single memory of the pool because it was all just one long, continuous <laughs> wake up, go to the pool, and then yeah. come, come back kind of thing all summer long. Listening, yeah. So tell of us course, about that. The kind of shout. The, it was like a daily thing, right? Like when would yeah. you show up? About when would you leave? Would you hang out with your friends there all day? Um, did I think you? we went before lunch and, and then uh-huh. got, got got back uh, before before dinner. Okay. Um, and yeah, there were friends that that my mom would arrange for us to to meet with, or we would just okay. go it alone because you know we had the the membership, so we're gonna use yeah. the membership. <laughs> right? You have to use the membership. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't waste the membership. What about right, the exactly. lifeguards? Um, just sort of as a young boy at that age, did you have any fear of the lifeguards or were the lifeguards oh, yeah. your friend? Okay, you did. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. I mean, when that whistle rang out, you, uh-huh. you definitely didn't want it to be for you. For you, yeah. Yeah. What right. am I doing? Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. Constantly and then, guilty and, of running. running. Okay. No running. Yeah. Yeah. That times have not changed there. Um, I remember how did, did the adult swim seem agonizingly long for you, Paul? Yeah, it seemed like that just went on forever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then when it's finally over and you can get back in the pool, it's like before you know it, the whistle blows again. There's another adult swim. You know, we have radios. There's always music playing, of course, you know, magazines. And then you, you always had to deal with once your hair was wet, This, what was your hair going to look like? And I always struggled because I wanted to have that nice, like, beach look, like natural look. And it, I just always look kind of like a wet rat. So I'd have to get back in the pool and you get it wet all over again. So I didn't have that cool, cool pool look. So, but let's talk a little bit, okay, about music. I'm curious, Jack, the music, Do you, were they ever playing music at the pool or is that all added in after um, the fact? That was all added in. They played some songs at the mall, uh-huh. but all like the songs you see at the pool was all just added in in post-production. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did they ever try to, um, did they ever, I'm just curious, did they ever play anything to try to get you guys sort of in a certain mood or revved up or you just had to get, do it all in your head? Um, we had to do it all in our head. I remember the directors, like when you're at the pool, they were like, all right, it's the first day of summer. Everyone just go crazy, have fun, throw some ball, some beach balls in the air. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then at the mall, they played Girls Just Want to Have Fun uh, for one one thing they did. And that was like the only song that I ever heard on set. <laughs> was, was that oh, one. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, um, Sharon, you liked music growing up. What? How did you buy your music? Well, what format did it come in? And, and what, what were your favorites? Yeah. <laughs> was okay. there anything else back then? Yeah. Well, and I, I didn't pre- know if you... You still did the 45s. I mean, well, that's true. Hey, I had 78s. Oh, no. Okay. I can't, I can't, I can't speak to that. <laughs> they, they weren't mine, but, but yeah. I them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the music and the, the show, it, it pretty much hit everything, you know, mm-hmm. and of course, Love Chicago, 38 special, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I, um, what about you, Paul? Were you into music mm-hmm. yet then, or just whatever was well, on? Well, 
whatever was on the pop music basically um like people it's it's weird like I, it's not like i had a bunch of uh music but if uh, like at home but uh if i hear 80s music now i'll usually listen to it whatever it is you know mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like a thompson twins ride or die kind of guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'll listen to the whole song but um LPs were my first medium uh, okay. to, to to buy music on, and then then cassettes after that. Okay, I have a lot of and, 80s vinyls too. I'm a huge 80s oh, you do? fan. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and you have a record player, Jack? You have? I got one for Christmas like two years ago. I asked for it, and okay. my parents got me one. And then I just cool. had a bunch of their old 80s records, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Elton John, um, Cindy Lauper, like tons of my favorite artists. So I just have all of them in my bedroom now. Nice. I, I got I got Beverly Hills Cop and Falco. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very good, very good. Oh man, my uh, my mom and dad had a record player. They kept it in an old TV cabinet actually, and it was in our living room. And it was a hardwood floor, and so we would go in. I remember playing like the Go Go's, and we would take our shoes off and just have our socks because we could really slide around the floor really well and have like little dance offs there with the record player and uh yeah so i i got some some 33s um growing up and then definitely bought some 45s and then of course the cassettes came out but i i remember i don't know if anybody can relate to this you certainly can't relate to it today but the agony of waiting for your song to come on the radio like if you have Mm. not been able to go and and purchase it your own copy or you know and have your record player you just waited and waited to hear that song. And, you know, what if you were in the bathroom or you missed it? And I remember even if it would come on the radio, I would use my little tape recorder tape to try recorder. to record it. <laughs> yeah, to catch it, you know, so I could listen to it again. So just that, that whole concept of waiting for a song. Can you even relate to that at all, Jack? Does that just seem crazy? No, I mean, if I need a song now, I just go on iTunes. I'm like, oh, yeah. there it is. It's just... I mean, it's just, it boggles my mind trying to put my head back in that space when I just, but I do have distinct memories of, oh, oh, it's coming, you know, and I'm running up the stairs or whatever. Yeah, it was, that was just nuts. So. Or when you're trying to record it and they talk over the beginning of the song. When oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, shut yeah. up. Yeah, we don't need commentary. Just play the song. Oh, yeah. That's good, Sharon. That's true. So. What about parental supervision? Okay, so Paul, you were about eight, and Sharon, you were, you know, we were in our teens. How far could you go? Um, did your parents care? Did they keep tabs on you? A lot of people talked about that this season, how Mrs. Wheeler didn't exactly know where the kids were. What was that like for you? It was, since I was out in the country, at, like in, say, 85, we would go to other friends' houses mm-hmm. where they had kids our age that were also out in the country. And so we would basically roam the the grounds of the farm or mm-hmm. whatever it was they lived on with without much supervision. But in terms of like, you know, getting into areas where other people would be, I didn't really have that ex- exposure. We could we could walk all around this farm, but there'd be no one yeah. there. <laughs> no one there. Us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. How about you, Sharon? Well, anytime you go somewhere I, when you arrive, you find a payphone and call them to tell them that you got there. Okay. And then when it, you get ready to leave, you find the payphone again and you call them and say, we're on our way home. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They knew exactly where I was. And yeah. What's we this payphone? Much... Yeah. Pay phone, yeah. 
always we had saw a glimpse. With you. We saw a glimpse of one, yeah, with Billy there in uh, this season. But yeah, that is foreign to uh, to many folks these days. Uh, we could pretty much go on the street, like you know, there were several friends, you know. So we, if we were at anyone's house on our street, it was pretty much okay because it was just a quick phone call from the house away. Or, I mean, did y'all's mom ever come out and just yell for you? Yeah. That I mean, that would happen <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So as crazy as that sounds. So we were close <laughs> enough together that, you know, you could hear somebody's mom, you know, yelling. But if we wanted to ride our bikes a little further or there was a shopping center nearby that we would walk to, um, we had to plan that out a little bit more. Um, and and give some some notification so any jobs that you may have had I mean Paul you were probably too young to have a job Um, yeah (laughs) but we know that Jack was a lifeguard back then so he had a job Um, what what was did you have any jobs Sharon at that age yeah um, I spent my summers uh, working in tobacco oh well that's interesting tell us more what did you do (laughs) I drove the tractor. I I did pretty uh, much everything. So yeah. Wow. But I so made was sure it most... the air was good before I went. Okay. <laughs> now, if you if you were on a tractor and you wanted to make sure your hair looked good, did that involve a lot of uh, hairspray? Lots of hairspray. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Wow. So, so I'm going to make a note here to um, Sharon's resume that she can drive a tractor. That's, that's just good. Solid I didn't say I did it very well. But. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Well, interestingly, I was a, I did work at the pool, but I was not a lifeguard. I tried swim team for like one day and just couldn't handle it. So um, that was, that was not my career path, but I did work at the concessions at the pool. Okay. So you got, that was kind of fun because you got all ages um, coming and you know the little kids wanted were certain things were popular with the little kids and um, then the the teenagers wanted the frozen candy bars we kept a bunch of the candy bars in the freezer so they'd want them frozen um, we had to change out the tanks on the drink machine the the carbonated um, tanks and I think we sold Coke products at our pool I don't remember for sure but I think so um, microwave popcorn was big then that had just sort of started becoming a thing so people would come by and order their microwave popcorn and wait for that but yeah i mean i think a little bit about steve and robin and the scoops ahoy i did have to wear like a visor or something i couldn't just have my hair free flowing working you know around food so i remember trying to get like a kind of a cute visor or something but it's always rough when you're working in food preparation and you have to wear something you know is that's not the most fun part of the job but um but i did that for a couple of years but that was that was a little bit later um in 1985 it was probably just babysitting it was probably the only way i was making money other than an allowance so i don't know jack do you want to share some of the places you've actually worked in real life you've worked at some interesting places yeah um I've done a lot of restaurant work. Uh, uh-huh. I worked at Nick and Norman's. I do a lot of film set extra stuff. So I yeah. work on Walking Dead, Stranger Things, um, Insatiable, lots of Netflix shows, um, mm-hmm. which is very cool. But yeah, it's fun. I usually do it as like a side hobby, so it's very cool to like get involved and everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, very good. Very good. Very good. All right. One thing I wanted to ask, too, 
uh, before we wrap up, did you guys have any sort of mysteries in your town? Like we think about Stranger Things and everything going on with um, the Upside Down and these kids, you know, young teens trying to figure out what's going on and working together. Were there any sort of mysteries in your town? Things that kids always wondered about or tried to figure out? Hmm. I was a I was a kid who really, really got into um, anything that would be called speculative fiction these days, but science fiction or fantasy or whatever uh-huh. back then. So I was, yeah, I, I was, I was the kid who was looking for the magic in everything. Okay, yeah, you yep. know, and so even just a a creepy looking, you know, section of road or the railroad or a bridge or a tunnel or something like that could 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 be something if I just looked at it in the right light, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but that was all just me. I, I wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't any, any <laughs> no, other that's good sh- stuff. shared that's good mysteries. Stuff. It was just like the, like the stuff I wanted to watch was all, you know, Star Wars or Spielberg movies or Krull or, you know, stuff like that. And, yeah, and just yeah. that kind of just stuff fed, fed me and made me think, well, this stuff can happen. Why not? And so, yeah. yeah. Okay. How about you, Sharon? Yeah, no, there was not much going on around here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, one thing when I thought about this question, one thing that jumped out at me is that we didn't know everything about everybody back then. I mean, we didn't have this, the social media, so we didn't have like Insta information, you know, where news travels really fast. So there could be someone that lived in a house that someone never knew about, or maybe just kind of wondered, like, why does that person not come out of their house that much? You know, you wondered if there was a problem or not to be like depressing or anything, but we just didn't have that instant access to information and know so much about each other. So when I kind of think about mysteries, there weren't, there certainly wasn't anything (laughs) like the upside down, but there were mysteries about who lives there or what do they do or, you know, or, um, or, or being afraid of a certain dog in the neighborhood, you yeah. know, and if you didn't really know the people that lived there, but you were, you could be really scared of this dog, but then maybe a couple years later, you would actually meet the family and the dog was really nice, but you built up in your head like this, you know, that there was this beast that was going to, you know, get you when you come home from the bus stop, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I felt like there's a lot more imagination about what maybe was going on around me because we didn't have all the facts. Does does that sound familiar at all? To in you, a Paul? small town, everybody knew what everybody okay, was doing. Y'all so, yeah, totally. Y'all knew. <laughs> so, well, and kid, kids are super influenced by things that they watch. So you talk about yeah. a dog. Well, uh-huh. The proximity to when you saw that in Cujo coming out might, <laughs> yeah. might have been, like, yeah. you know, very close. And kids yeah. kind of twist that, that kind of stuff. That me as a kid. Cujo, uh, yeah. scared me, yeah. It's terrifying well, now. Yeah. The book's yeah. even more hardcore. And the kid uh, dies in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, that, that kind of stood out to me when I got to thinking that just like, kind of like you're saying, Paul, how your imagination can kind of run wild based on what you've mm-hmm. seen in a movie um, or, or read in a book. Now, speaking of movies, um, did you guys uh, see Sharon and Paul? Did you see Back to the Future when it first came out? Yeah. Was um, on video. Yeah. On video, okay, okay. So, was that something that would have interested you at all? Because if you were eight, Paul, would that oh yeah, for definitely. I mean, the 
the romantic stuff with his mom was 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 uh, kind of <laughs> awkward, but but uh, I think that probably was true for everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, that was weird for everybody. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the the Libyans and the that was all over the news stuff about Middle East and stuff like that kind of resonated mm-hmm. in just some sort of zeitgeisty sort of way that even penetrates down to eight year olds, and yeah. then. Uh, the, I mean, the DeLorean seemed like something from the future anyway. Sure. Word of the DeLorean hadn't penetrated um, Edwardsville. <laughs> right, <laughs> We right. didn't, there were no DeLoreans in town. We didn't have a DeLorean dealership. Yeah. So, so I have it. distinct memories of going to see that. I can remember being in the car with my sister driving. It was raining really hard. And so I was like worried about, you know, getting there. Um, but I just remember leaving that movie thinking I've never seen anything like this. It was, you know, we had the John Hughes movies and the typical, you know, teen movies, but this whole time travel thing and and the way it was packaged was really unique. And I will say, side note, I did have a big crush on um gosh, now I'm blanking on his name, Alex P. Keaton. Uh, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah, he'd been in a couple of movies and of course he was on Family Ties. But um, so that part was fun, too. And uh, speaking of crushes, um, they have Ralph Macchio. They show in the season. I did have Ralph Macchio on my wall growing up uh, from the outsiders. But, yeah, the combination of the the uniqueness of that movie and then Michael J. Fox being in it, it was that was a big memory uh, of seeing that. So when did you first see that movie, Jack? See Back to the Future? Yeah. uh I actually still haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. This is a whole other podcast. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) My favorite movie from the 80s, Bill E.T. I remember watching it a little kid, and I was always Uh scared of, like, when he got sick and he was, like, pale white, and all the scientists came in with their hazmat suits on. Yes. 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 Um, Yeah, Back to the Future is on my list. I'm going to watch it. Okay. Okay. It's. I mean, it won't won't have the same impact, but it's pretty epic. It's pretty epic, Jack. So it it never, I don't think it ever really loses its its pizzazz, but, uh, you know, it's funny. The things that seemed so futuristic in that movie will not seem so futuristic now, but at the time, it it really was neat seeing the different time frames. It's funny that you you bring up E.T., because I think I, I loved that as a kid, but I think I let my own son watch it too early. Because those scenes you're talking about really traumatized him. The, the yeah. scene he was sick. Yeah, that yeah. was that was like too much. So it it'll never be one of his cool, you know, movies from the '80s because that was that was too traumatizing. <laughs> Poor ET. So, uh, how often did you get to the movies, Sharon? Living out in a rural area. Yeah, it wasn't very often. I mean, it was a really special thing when we did. I, my big movie, Top Gun, that was my thing. Oh, I think that was 86, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. Well, thank you all for um, reliving some of this nostalgia. Jack, but before we go, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious, did you learn anything in particular about the 80s that you did not know b- before? Uh, trying to think. I pretty much knew most of everything. There may be like a few stores. I don't know. I pretty. I knew about Jazzercise already. I knew about okay. all the stores at the mall. Yeah. Um, the clothing. I knew all about like the short shorts and the tube socks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that I 
I learned more. I knew pretty much all of it already. You just got more in depth with it. Yeah. More in depth. Yeah. yeah it's true. I got to okay. actually dive into it instead of okay. be a part of it. So. Do you think you would have liked to have lived way back yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah. I still dress like the '80s on a daily basis. Granted, I'm wearing my work uniform tonight, but usually, like, <laughs> always wearing short shorts and like my Nike Cortezes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We have a true fan of the '80s yeah. here. I love it. Uh, Paul, was there anything glaringly missing from your experience with 1985 that you would have liked to have seen in Stranger Things this past season? Or did you think it was a pretty good representation? I think they pretty much nailed it. There were a couple of times, and, and I can't cite the exact examples, but in the in the dialogue where they used a, a more modern way of saying something than they would okay. have used in the 80s. Okay. Really, just a couple of times. But other than that, I mean, the rest of it, uh, even some of it felt a little bit caricatured. But maybe it was exactly on the money, like like Mrs. Wheeler's bathing suit. Like, I'm yeah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they pretty much nailed it. Okay. Okay. Anything missing for you, Sharon, that you would have liked to see? Yeah, no, I. I agree. It, it was, they did it. And, and the cool thing, you and I kind of talked about this too, was watching uh-huh. it with my daughter and her asking me questions like, did they really do that? Was that, what was that store and things like that? So uh-huh. that was kind of cool, cool thing. Too. Yeah. 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 Sharon and I had talked about that. I had that experience with, with my son. Um, so, some of the references did not make sense. And sometimes he didn't even, it didn't even stand out enough to ask me what it was, but other times he'd be like, Oh, they keep saying Alex P. Keaton. Who, who is that? You know, so uh, that was what's the Sam Goody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was, that was fun. Um, pulling out a lot of those memories with him as well. Well, anything else before we go that you want to share Jack about your experience being on the show or Sharon and Paul about watching the show. Excited for season four. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. On it again as an extra, so that should be fun. You um, are going to be, you said? I'm sorry, I missed that. I mean, yeah, I'm going to try again to try it. Are you going to try again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, love the 80s, so when I get more into it, so yeah. I don't know yeah. where they're going to take it for season four, though. So right. like, where, where they're going to film at, what locations, if they're going to reuse them all, I have no clue. Right. Yeah. Well, you were there when the, the Mind Flare was there. It kind of... I think the mall's kind of gone. Is that a fair assumption you guys think? Yeah, I think it might be. I'm not sure, though. You never know. Hawkins, they always bring, bring all this stuff back. Yeah, Hawkins would have to kind of rebuild, but, you know, you never know. Never say never. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting what, what time frame they'll come back with and uh, the things that we'll see. Maybe we'll do this all over again and talk about another year in the 80s, so... All right. Well, thank you all again and uh, keep enjoying all the 80s nostalgia. And uh, we'll be back with more from so many shows. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.